2: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
0: Becca, do you want a clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. Its powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway.
1: Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox and Tiva at a nearby retail store.
0: Also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila.
1: Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in. As you have probably seen on Instagram, Tanya is on a romantic getaway to the Hamptons with Robbie and Sunny and the children. So we had to bring in someone who could hold her own, on Scrubbing In. Please welcome Joelle Fletcher. Hey
3: guys, I'm back. <laughs> She's hey. back.
1: I I like I would see your stories of you doing the house stuff and I'd be like, I don't know if I can ask her to do this. She's so busy. And I was like, you know what? She'll tell me no, if she can't do it.
2: <laughs> you know, it's been touch and go today, but I'm I'm here to support here to fill in some big shoes. <laughs> yeah, I saw
1: the beam. And I almost responded because you said shattered, and I was gonna be like you and the beam, but that didn't feel like the right time. So too soon, back too, too soon.
2: soon. How are you? You've you're married since the last time we talked to you, I think. Because well, I mean, you and I talk almost every day. Oh, but I meant on, on the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah, she's a married woman. What's like? Have there been any
1: changes,
2: like husband wife life? Honestly, we came home to such chaos that I feel like we just immediately jumped back into like, just work mode. The honeymoon was amazing. The wedding was like, literally, and I've told you this, Bex, like, it's the funnest, it was the funnest day of my life. So I feel good. I had a great wedding, had a great honeymoon. But now we're just like, he's doing football season. I'm trying to get this house done. And it's just, you know, back to normal. (laughs) Same old, same old.
1: But so basically, like the changes, really, because y'all were. How long have y'all been together officially since the proposal? Six years was our
2: rehearsal dinner.
1: Okay, six
2: years. I mean, yeah.
1: yeah. So, I imagine aside from like switching from saying wife and husband to from fiance, is is there anything like you've noticed?
2: You know, Jordan and I talked about this for the most part since we've we've lived together, we've like our daily lives were intertwined since the day we got engaged. But I will say one thing that I that we both kind of felt was like just after the wedding day you have this feeling I mean we had a feeling of security, but it's a very kind of different feeling of like no matter what like this is my person and you just mm-hmm. kind of feel a little bit more I don't want to say we didn't have that before, but you just do feel that yeah. difference. You feel that safety, you feel that like I don't know, just more of a, a stronger bond, I think. And it nothing changed, but you just feel like, okay, we're 100% in this together forever, which is a cool feeling.
1: Well, I've always thought that there has to be something that shifts, like even if it's so small, like even if it's not this like huge thing, because everyone, like most people do it, you know, like most people make that move after they've been together for a long time. And it's like, obviously, you do all the things that a married couple does, like you live together, you work together. But um, in my mind, I'm like, there has to be a something that that changes when you when you switch over Unsaid thing, I can't even
2: explain it. But it's like, I remember like, there are moments where like, after the wedding, we'd be like, do you feel any different? And it was just kind of like, just something feels different. Like, and, and I can't even tell you what that is, but yes, that would, that feeling, the unsaid feeling definitely shifts things. But other than like daily life, I mean, nothing in daily life has changed. So, yeah.
1: Well, y'all went on like a, cause y'all went on your honeymoon for like two weeks and then you went on, you went to Europe for your brother Ben's wedding for how long was that? Two weeks again, two weeks, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all had a nice little extensive vacay after the wedding, because the wedding leading up to the wedding, I feel like you were not someone I posted like a question box, like questions for you. And
2: mm-hmm. a lot of
1: people are like Bridezilla moment. And I was thinking, I don't think there was a single moment where I felt like you were <laughs> stressed or Bride's like, not stressed, but like, obviously, you had nerves and excitement. There but was I never felt- moment
2: that I can think of. Do you remember this? The morning? <laughs> no, oh. I was totally good. Like I felt like the for two years of planning, I was like, so just, just chill. And for somebody who's kind of like a control freak when it comes to like aspects of like things coming together, mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be worse, but I was so chill. But I remember there was one moment after we've been getting ready. And you know, Becca, we had talked like we needed to all be on time. My biggest thing was like, I just didn't want to like keep people waiting. I didn't want to get off the schedule because we had to be over with the wedding at 10 PM because of the noise ordinance. So I just wanted to make sure everything was like on time. And so a big part of that was making sure like I was done getting ready. You were, you and the girls were done getting ready. And I remember like right before we were about to go out, I was already ready. They're putting on my veil and I was walking forward and Catherine just stepped on my veil and ripped it out of my hair. And I was like, are you, you had one job. <laughs>
1: As my maid of honor i couldn't even look her in the eye because i was like i'm gonna start laughing and this is not the time to laugh also we were in the middle of trying to film a tiktok because i was like i was starting to sweat it was like (laughs) getting hotter in the room yeah but that's not bridezilla i mean that was just like i would have reacted the exact same as you if someone stepped on my veil
2: wasn't bridezilla at all but i literally looked her. i was like just one job it was just one job yeah don't you know I was just joking with her but that was the only moment that I felt myself feel like really like kind of anxious for a moment and I was like oh my god but we got through it we were good
1: yeah that was like maybe a 10 second span of you feeling that way so you really got through it quick
2: (laughs) I feel feel good about the bounce back
1: yeah the bounce back was quick I mean it went from just like the death stare to Catherine and then we were back in action. So it was a short-lived. Good. Um, people are asking like, did you have anything? Because I agree. It was like one of the most fun weekends. I I would love to go back and relive that weekend. It was so much fun. Was fun. I don't know that I say that about many weddings that I've been a part of just because sometimes there is a lot of stress involved, but it was just fun. Like your wedding planner's killed it. You didn't have, I don't even think, I think that's That's, why you were able to relax because they handled everything.
2: Yeah. Like honestly, and, and I'm the same way. I was nervous because like, I remember in college, like when Catherine and I were in college, we tried to throw a party at our house in college. And I could not enjoy that party. Anytime they went to a party, I was so stressed. I was like, the rugs were getting stained. The <laughs> yeah. r- windows are breaking. There's like, <laughs> I was so panicked the whole time. Everyone's having fun and I'm just like stressed. So I was like, I don't want that to be on my wedding. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of sometimes a common feeling. Like you're just worried that everything is going to go right. I, I had so much fun, did not care if. The seats weren't right. Didn't care if whatever didn't show up. I was just like, I have my best friends, my family. We've waited two years to do this mm-hmm. and we're finally doing it. And I I couldn't even tell you if something was wrong. Apparently our shuttle didn't show up on time. had no clue. Didn't really bother me when I did find out. So yeah, I was shocked. It was the greatest day of my life.
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, sounds like y'all's problem. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm good. <laughs> I'm busy. Um... <laughs> I do. There was a memory that, I mean, there's a bunch of memories that stick out. Well, first of all, I will never forget when, because the whole lead up to the wedding, Jordan was like, I don't know if I'm going to cry. Like, I don't, I feel like there's so much pressure for the groom to cry when he sees the bride and he was all, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to cry. I don't think so. And then y'all did the first look and he, you came back and you were like, Jordan cried. And I, um, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. So, in my mind, I was like, okay, he already saw her. Maybe he's, maybe he actually won't cry when she comes walking down the wedding or the aisle. I was like, eyes locked on him for the first few seconds. He immediately, his eyes got watery. And I was like, oh no, I was not ready for this. Cause that, that makes that's me what makes cry.
2: I know. It was so sweet. That makes me emotional because in our relationship, like, I'm the. I'm the one and I'm not a very sensitive person. Like I feel like for the most part, I mean, you're one of my best friends. You can (laughs) tell me, but I compared to like a lot of people, I don't feel very sensitive. Obviously I cry and I have emotions Mm -hmm. like in our relationship though. I am by far the more emotional one. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I know I'm going to be sobbing on my wedding day. Like there's no question. And it was like a running joke for two years. Like Jordan was going to cry on our wedding day. And the roles were reversed. Like I came down on our first look and he's like cheering up and I'm like laughing. And I don't know if I'm like, <laughs> just like nervous or like in shock that he's crying. But I was like,
1: <laughs> like it's it was called so crisis sweet, laughter, but... Joel."
2: It was so weird. So it was, it was very sweet. I, I couldn't believe that he was getting emotional.
1: It was really, really sweet. And then your, I, the other moment that it really sticks out that really got me was your dad's speech. It was like, Woof. I was not
2: prepared for it. <laughs> I was sobbing during that. I don't know if you guys could see that, but I was like ugly crying during most of that dance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, during the dance? Like my dad. Oh, yeah.
2: He's I, like, I, I couldn't cry. tell
1: you were crying, but when he gave a speech, I was like, whoa, we were yeah. not ready. Um. Do you have any like if people are getting married or planning a wedding? Like, did you have anything that you did or didn't do that you wish you had done or that oh, you wish oh. you didn't do?
2: Um, well, one thing that we made sure of last minute that we didn't have in our original plan is when we had guests arriving, we weren't going to serve any cocktails until cocktail hour. And it was kind of like a last minute decision. I thought like, I thought it was a great decision to make sure we had like wine or something cocktail wise for when guests did arrive. Yeah. I just felt like it it gives some people something to do before mm-hmm. the ceremony actually starts because it was a ceremony, then you go to cocktail hour, then you go into the wedding. And I just felt like if people are arriving, a lot of people sometimes get there early because they just mm-hmm. want to be safe. They didn't want people standing around for an hour not having a cocktail and mingle with. So that mm-hmm. was a last minute de- decision we made. But otherwise, I honestly had the best wedding planner. My only piece of advice because I didn't have to stress about anything. Everything was like kind of, done and executed so well and the only reason that happened is because of the wedding planner Mm -hmm. so even if you are the most detail-oriented perfect like party planner person if it's your day I 1000% recommend still getting a wedding planner because I think it's worth the money it's worth not having to think and stress about things like it just makes a world of a difference so there was something else that y'all did and
1: I have questioned if I made this up in my head. Did y'all cut the cake privately or like
2: by yourselves? So we did a cake cutting privately. Yes, because we decided that we weren't going to serve that cake. We were going to have the cake for Jordan and I and do a cake cutting ourselves. But we were going to serve dessert made by our chef.
1: Got it. Because I personally always feel... Like, it's a weird moment when they, like, make everyone come over and watch the cake cutting. So in my mind, I was like, I appreciate that they didn't make that a thing at their
2: wedding. Yeah, so that was the reason why we were like, this doesn't need to be a whole thing. We have, Uh like, speeches we want to get through. We want to get straight to the party. So, like, let's not prolong, like, the party, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah, quick, easy, got a few photos, tried the cake and
1: mash on great that's all we needed was a good photo maybe a video
2: clip of it that's all we needed efficiency was uh, (laughs) top of mind
1: i mean that's the most jojo quality i've ever heard (laughs) efficiency at her wedding um and then one other thing about the wedding so jojo and i like at one point in the night we were like we got to do a conga line and so we started and we feel like everyone has joined like at one point i the biggest on line i've ever been a part of <laughs> like they they've never seen a bigger kong line and i at one point like rolled my ankle and i was like i gotta keep going like i felt it happen but i was like i gotta keep going because there's too many people behind me for me to dip out <laughs> <laughs> so all night I was like, that was the most epic moment (laughs) we started.
2: Can we just also talk about the fact that we started this conga line and we picked up Jordan, who was, like, smoking a cigar. And (laughs) it was such an epic moment because he had this cigar in his mouth. He, like, jumped into the conga line. And I was like, this is the moment. This is the moment that's going to go down in history.
1: And Haley's behind me.
2: Tanya's behind.
1: Like, it was like, we did it. Like, in our minds, we did it.
2: And then we got footage of the Congo line and we were about 11 people deep.
1: (laughs) Okay, before the footage, I'm telling we're recapping it the next day, Haley and I. And she goes, there weren't that many people. And I was like, yeah, there were. It was like basically the whole party was on that line. And she's like, no, there was maybe maybe 10 people. So then I'm telling Jojo and Jordan chimes in and goes, yeah, like, I don't think there was that many people. (laughs) So Jojo and I are devastated. And we're like, there's no way. And then we did. I think to be fair, there was maybe like 15. I think actually there was exactly 15 people.
2: (laughs) Also, somehow in the night could have been the Congo line. I think I broke my foot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think that picture is all Bruce. I had no clue. What happened to me? And that's, that's the power of, life.
1: of a good cocktail <laughs> and a good time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we did well, it right. I I do feel like I when people are asking like any regrets, I'm like I she hasn't said anything, so I don't know what if there's an answer to that question. But I did feel like the the oh. main advice is like getting a wedding planner, a good one.
2: <laughs> yeah, we did have a, a hiccup. Well, it was just with our DJ. I don't know if anyone remembers. And again, I didn't really care in the moment. But he like, I I literally sent the DJ a full blown like playlist. Like he really didn't have to do anything besides set up the equipment and like MC MC right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know who they brought in for my wedding, but he had no clue how to set up anything. Like couldn't get like the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, we're day of here. We didn't we didn't test the equipment um so that was a little blip but my wedding platter stepped in and she was like I'm DJing now (laughs) she got in there I don't know what she did but she got it working so she
1: handled it
2: she She handled handled things she did but yeah Uh, I have any regrets
1: yeah it was really fun we should do like a yearly like party to celebrate your anniversary
2: well I was thinking this like you know weddings are very expensive right (laughs) i mean the way we did it was expensive but you know what it was worth it to us but if like a couple of us all like every year so like we're just gonna have a party we're all gonna chip in and we're just gonna have like where we get dressed up and we have a bar and we just have a really fun like celebration of friends would be so fun i am in full
1: support of that um How's the house going? A lot of people asked and I didn't want to stress you out, but I do think because you're talking about it, it's important to ask what's like, I don't think people realize that you and Jordan are literally like on the property working. Like I don't, you're not just hiring. I mean, obviously you have people doing specific jobs that you can't do, but like y'all are very involved in the process.
2: (laughs) Yes. So in 2020, we came to Puerto Rico My brothers, or family, they've all lived here. We always would vacation here. We loved it. We ended up finding this house that was like for sale. And at the time, like the market was really good to buy. So we bought and like, we're going to remodel this house. This is going to be our home here. That was in 2020. We are August 22nd, 2022. It's been two years. um, And we think we still have a lot to go. Just um, when they say island time it's it's island time everything is harder logistically materials um just some just getting people show up has been difficult Mm -hmm. but I have heard that it's kind of the way that the world has been for like the last two years so Mm -hmm. we're not the only ones there's so many bigger problems in the world and that's the only thing that's kind of kept me okay is like trying to put things into perspective but we've had I mean I've done this 20 times. I've, I've remodeled so many different homes and this by far has tested me more than anything in my life.
1: Yeah. I've never seen, I mean, some of the things that you've posted, I'm like, I've never seen this version of you because you're, I I have to brag on you. Like I'll text Jojo and it'll be like just a dumb, like I'm struggling with blah, blah, blah. It'll be something very dumb. She'll be like, you know what? We just have to be so grateful. Like there's so many problems. And I'm always like, thank you. Like I needed that perspective shift. So when I've seen you have a moment, I'm like, it's it's dark over there.
2: <laughs> well, and you know what's funny? And I feel like I there's like a balance that I struggle with on Instagram and social media of trying to be true to how I'm feeling and sharing those moments while also not trying to be negative and like complain. And mm-hmm. so I sh- kind of struggle with that because I've had a lot of moments that I haven't shared where I've been really just kind of down. And there's been a lot of hardships that have come along with this project financially, I mean, everything, you know, Mm it's, um, and so when I started to share the struggles, obviously there's people that are like, you know, get a grip on reality. This is whatever. And I get that. Like Mm -hmm. I get that. So I'm careful with it, but I also do think that it's important to, I mean, make it known that not every day is perfect because every day I try to be positive and to share that perspective. Um, but not every day is great. But the great thing about that is there's always tomorrow. And I always try to check myself when things get tough. And you and I do this with each other. Like mm-hmm. if we're stressed, if we're having a hard time, it's like, you know what? Stay grateful. We are so blessed. We are so lucky. We have healthy family, friends, a wonderful, you know, support system. Mm-hmm. So I think just learning to look at the positive when positives, whatever that is, it doesn't have to be in that situation. Just the positives in life honestly is what's kept me Like feeling okay and good. And it's just hard to train your mind, but I've definitely been trying to do that more. So I don't know. But yes, it's been a struggle.
1: I struggle sometimes with that. Like with the, um, because I always am so hesitant to share anything. I'm the same way. Like I don't ever want to complain because I really don't have anything to complain about. But when there is something that I'm struggling with or I'm feeling a certain way, I don't think me having a struggle or like vocalizing that struggle dismisses the greater struggles going on in the world. It's yeah. just like, this is what I'm going through. Maybe yeah. someone can relate to it. But I always hate that expectation of like, like the people who message you and they're like, get a grip. It's like, obviously, you know that you're blessed. You know that you have a lot. You In the grand scheme of things, sure. Yeah. Like, it's going to be fine. But I don't, I hate the like, it could be worse somewhere. It can always be worse. Like, we're yeah. always going to be like, it could be worse than what what's going on. So, so true. Yep. It is a delicate balance. Um I'm just laughing because some of these questions are funny. Someone said, Oh, do you remember when you first found out about Haley? Me and Haley? Yes.
2: I remember exactly when I found out.
1: Okay, wait. We're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs>
2: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: Presented by 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of
0: friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready
1: to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like With a powerful clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends.
0: That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross.
1: Okay, we're back. So JoJo says she thinks she remembers when she first found out
2: about Haley. Yeah, I do. I remember I was in the kitchen of the first home that Jordan and I ever moved into together in Dallas, and you called me, and I think all you said was, I made out with a girl. (laughs) Yeah, I kept it short and sweet. There was no context to that. There was just so, I made out with a girl last night or whenever. I think it was like the night before that week, something like that. Do you remember when?
1: I want to say I texted you probably either the day after or, like, it was no, right, right after. Yeah, I mean, I called you. Sorry. Yeah. I called you, like, a couple of days or a day after or something.
2: I was like, uh, back up. Like, we need a little bit of context here. I was like, this is, like, we're having a fun night out. You made out with the chick? Or this is, like, <laughs> like, like I need some context. I totally remember that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so then you were like,
2: what? And then I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, because this was also right after you had gone on a date with somebody that we, I mean, right? It was in the same time. Yeah, right around. The, we've never, I've never talked about it. I went on a date with, yeah, a guy. On <laughs> a date with a guy that's very well known. Um, <laughs> that we both always thought was like cute. And anyways, it was kind of a big moment. So then she, you hit me with the second big thing, which was then you made out with this girl, and I'm like. I, we need we need a check in. Like, where are we at in life? What's happening? I, <laughs> where are we at in life?
1: Yeah, and then I think I sent you a video of Haley dancing, and you were like, "Oh, I get it." I, get it.
2: <laughs> I thought she was so swaggy. Yeah, I know. And She's... I remember watching that video over and over and over
1: again. I was like, "Me too." I get it. I was it. like
2: mesmerized.
1: <laughs> I um, and then. I, I will say, like, everyone's always like, what were your friends' reactions? Like, from that moment, you never were like, what are you doing? I will say none of my friends really did that. But it was just, like, cool. <laughs> like, can't wait well, to meet the her.
2: Thing, the thing about you, Becca, and, like, I I love you so much. And, like, all I want in your, for you in your life was to be happy and to find somebody. And, like, we went through the journey of The Bachelor together. Like, we're a big part of our the beginning of our relationship was trying to find that person, trying to find love, trying to find... And I know you struggled with like, you had dated, but like, I always knew that there was something always missing Mm -hmm. for you. And so I remember when I heard this and the way that you kind of talked about it, it immediately felt a little different to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously we didn't know where it was going to lead, but like, I was just excited that you were excited about somebody because it takes you a lot to be super excited about a relationship and you were very excited.
1: Yeah, I know it was different. I mean, that was—I yeah. think everyone knew it was different. But yeah, I've—I've—I've I've, I've been like having a really hard time with Haley being gone. So I'm like overly emotional. So I can't talk about it too much because I'll cry. But I've—I've I've always been just so grateful for your reaction and the way you talk about Haley. And also, one of my favorite things is how much Jordan and Haley love and each me. other. So happy! <laughs> They're oh. like buds, and oh. like at the wedding, Haley. And obviously, I know you and Haley love each other. Like Haley loves you.
2: I know she asked about Jordan a lot, and I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> she was just like, "Wow!"
1: Well, she's always like Jojo's so beautiful, and she's so kind, and but she's at the wedding. She's like jordan's outfits he just she like kept going up to jordan and be like i love
2: your you oh i love it they're each other's hype girls yeah hype,
1: <laughs> hype men hype men hype <laughs> hype bros um yeah. so yeah that's i was curious because since haley has <laughs> gone right now i feel like jordan goes out of t- like once football season starts he's out of town every what like weekend or something every week yeah so he starts in two weeks do you ever get
2: like? No, oh, next week. Yeah.
1: Do you struggle? Like, I guess it's short increments of time. So it's like he's gone and then he's back pretty soon. So it's not.
2: When we first got together, like, I struggled with it. It was like, I was like, how are we supposed to like figure out this relation? And, and again, our first year, like, it was like a roller coaster of mm-hmm. emotions. And so, but I remember the first year, it was a really big struggle for me because I was like, how can we continue to like further this relationship and understand each other get to know each other and work through problems or issues that we're having if like you're gone every weekend and that's a big chunk of it's like I like really overthought it Mm -hmm. um and then I had to realize like this is his career like this is his life his livelihood and I'm supposed to be that support system like you you can't have your significant other or your partner create more stress by just being like that's how I looked at it like I'm supposed to be supportive of him I'm supposed to make sure that when he's on the road like He's like, I can, I got my wife at home or my girlfriend or whoever I am at the time, fiance at the time, (laughs) (laughs) whoever she is (laughs) at home, supporting me, encouraging me to like go chase my dream. And so after that first year and understanding and like kind of training, like this is what am I doing? Me complaining about this all the time is like only hurting him and it's hurting our relationship. Um, But it was really hard in the beginning. And now it's kind of like, it's our rhythm. Yeah. Six months of the year we're together 24 Mm seven work together live together do everything together so this yeah. is just and he's only gone for like thursday to sunday usually
1: yeah but his' situation is different yeah but i need it is different however i did need that i needed that shift right there i i think what happened is like when we first met, she went on tour. So like that was all we knew in the beginning was like her being gone. And it was I mean, it was hard because we were like falling in love and also like not physically together. And then and then we had like the pandemic in these couple years where it's been like 24 seven time together. And now we're you know, she's gone again. And I thought it would be easier because I'm like, we've done this before, but I am having like a really hard time and she's navigating it like way better than I am. Of course, I'm the one who's like at home alone. But
2: yeah, I think the pandemic probably did that to a lot of people because people got so used to being with each other every single day. And and you hear about how the pandemic either like strengthened relationships or broke them. Mm-hmm. Um And so people got so comfortable being with each other every single day. And that's why though, like when the pandemic happened, like it wasn't really different for Jordan and I because on off season we were like that every single day, mm-hmm. anyways, for half mm-hmm. the year. But I do think the biggest thing is like when is just making sure you're that support system because obviously like Haley's missing you just as much as you are, right? But like you said, you're home, you're alone, she's busy. Yeah, um, so just making sure, and I do this for Jordan, try to is like, you know what? I can be sad, I can miss them, but like make sure that they know that like you're proud of them, uh-huh. that you're. Excited for them so that they can go on and, like, do what they do. So.
1: I needed that. I'm going to pass that it. along to Haley and say JoJo gave me a perspective shift. I also know I'm seeing her this week. So I think I'm on, like, a am on, like, an upward trajectory yeah. where I've been downward
2: lately. But. That makes sense. Oh, no. Fun. I just can I tell you, to be honest, when I would, in the very beginning, when I would like cry and be upset and be, be like, well, you're always gone. I'm not going to see you this weekend. I could see the toll it was starting to take on somebody who was really trying to chase their dream. Um, and like, I realized like that was not going to be good for a relationship in the long run. You yeah. know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Cause like, cause it's obviously they're doing their best. I'm doing my best. I'm just not doing a great job at doing my best. (laughs) I'm doing my best, but I'm not doing the best. And... um, But eight weeks. She's gone for eight weeks, right? Yeah, she's back September 20-something. But you're
2: seeing her just once
1: throughout? No, no, no. So I'll see her a lot. So now this was the longest stretch, the first, like, a little over two weeks. And then I'm going to see her, like, basically every week after this, so... I mean, I could see you too. <laughs> is it gonna be your first time seeing her perform? Perform, yeah. Wow. I'm literally
2: just flying in.
1: I know. You're the yeah. best. Coming in and out. It's gonna be a good time. Um, okay, someone said, What's a song that immediately makes you think of me?
2: I have so many. Oh, but like- I have so many. I feel like Lainey is a big one. Like a lot of Lainey songs, I think, do that for me. Um, the
1: well, the one I have two that I think of, I think of uh, stitches because oh gosh, we listened yes. nonstop when we were on the bachelor, I stuck my phone in like Jojo and I, I think you used my phone one time to email you your dad. Freaking, uh,
2: you have a phone or was it just an iPod? I can't remember. It was, well, a phone.
1: It, was a, it was a phone, but it didn't have cell service. It was like an old phone. So I could only use it if I had Wi-Fi, but I would listen
2: to the producer's. Well, I remember we were on a plane ride going somewhere and I sat yeah. next to the plane and we were listening to T-Swift and I can't, was it Wildest Dreams or what was it that we were, there it was, was pro- some Taylor Swift song that I remember we were listening to, it was late at night, we were all flying. I don't remember what it was. It was probably 1989, something from that album because yeah. it's
1: obsessed. But
2: um, I think more,
1: I don't know. <laughs> so Stitches and then the other one was, um, it reminds me of you and Tanya, the um, Alessia Cara song. Yours? Oh, we in Ho. Was it in Hawaii?
2: We were all. Oh no, that that, crazy. that
1: was. Um, I want you to ruin my
2: life. You to ruin yeah, my yeah. life. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, I've I you. If I listen to him, I'll be like, oh, Becca.
1: I know, I know. We have a lot of those. Um, and then people also are curious. I, I feel like you've talked about this, but what happened to Cashpad? People are like, a lot of people are like, I love Cashpad, What happened?
2: First off, do I like topless? Kind of,
1: kind of. But you can see the one strap. So okay. yeah, I'm not.
2: You guys, cashpad. Can I tell you, it was the funnest, most amazing thing that Jordan and I ever got to do together. The show was incredible. I think what happened is that CNBC just, they, they didn't pick it up for another season. They were going to try and do this whole like reality. They picked up a bunch of different shows. They wanted to start breaking into the reality TV space. Cause CNBC, it was just known for like the stock market business. They were mm-hmm. trying to broaden their audience. Um, and so before Cashpad even aired, they had basically cut all the other shows that they, they made except for Cashpad um, and Cashpad actually did really well. Like our ratings were not like obviously the best they had, but they were definitely competitive. They just decided that they weren't going to do this like real estate Thursday or whatever thing they were trying to do. So Ever since that, that hasn't been picked up, I've been like so sad. And I'm just like, I hope at some point I get the chance to do this for for some other, like for anyone, really. Like we do it, but it was so fun to be able to do it, to film it, to show it. And the stuff we did, I thought was so cool. So long story short, they just, just asked us.
1: But what we're saying is we are manifesting another Mm -hmm. company to pick it up because you y'all loved it you're what i'm saying is it was never y'all's decision not to do it it was network No, and i
2: just think it was the wrong network Mm -hmm. like unfortunately we were trying to target um an audience that hadn't been in that space before we were definitely like a younger demographic we were trying to get into the reality um that sort of home flipping space and they had other shows that they had slated like kind of like a million dollar listing but for Mm -hmm. their And those didn't even air. So Bow was the only one that aired. Um, And yeah, I don't, it's just sometimes just how the, the cookie crumbles, I think, with TV these days.
1: Presented by
0: 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go.
1: Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds
0: infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail.
1: 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas With a powerful clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price.
0: That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on
1: handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you
0: really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are
1: you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross.
0: Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. Culture, style, and education together.
1: Do y'all do y'all have um this was another question, and I, you know, you and I have talked about this. Are y'all talking about babies yet?
2: No. <laughs> this house is the baby as of now. I came home the other night. Um After a long day at the house. And I remember Joe and I were like sitting on the floor, just like in silence, just like not saying anything. And I just looked at him and I said, if I had to come home and take care of a human life, (laughs) I'd be in a dark place. (laughs) I don't have it in me. (laughs) That's how I felt in that moment. And I just I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because I lost my birth control. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I guess it's time. (laughs) Oh God! And then I I got back on it yesterday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so okay, so we can revisit this conversation once the house is done and you're settled. And there's that's what it
2: is. That's what it is. Like I think that we're just kind of waiting for that moment where we like wake up and we both. And that's what's gonna it's gonna be. It's not like we're waiting really on anything. We just want to make sure we're both like we wake up one morning. You're like, it's time. Like let's do it. Yeah. And I just, I don't think, I don't think either of us are there yet. Like, he likes to joke and pretend like he's 100% ready. But I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> so, I, just
1: pull out. I mean, I totally get it. We did a full episode where I talked about, we had just watched Haley's niece. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if this is my future. But, um but I love babysitting. Like, I watched Emma's baby, like, multiple times the past couple of weeks. because
2: like... <laughs> She's so cute, by the Oh, way. she's so cute. There's no question that we want kids. Like, we both are very excited to have kids. Right, we're just, right. Like, kind of figuring out, like, when do we want to start that journey? And it's just hard to know because I don't know if I'm going to be the type of person that struggles getting pregnant and, and have to go through that sort of mm-hmm. pregnancy journey if it's going to be easy for me, like, you just don't know. Um, so like, if I could look into a little glass ball and say, wow, I'm going to start this. And then by then I'm going to have the baby. And then like, cause that's kind of how my mind thinks I try to like, <laughs> I don't want to say plan it out, but like, I like to think through like, okay, well, if I'm, how old am I? I'll be 32 in <laughs> November. That's what I start thinking about. Like, I'm like, if I yeah. know if I want kids and I don't want to have them back to back, like how I can space this out. So I think in the near future, Becca, I don't think it'll be like five years, but I think we're just waiting for that moment to like
1: happen
2: yeah. for us to be excited to start trying.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been so y'all have done. There's been so much going on in your life. It's not like you've had this like lull where you could even think about that. I thought I would have a
2: baby by now, which is so crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Jojo, I thought I'd be married to a man with two kids by
1: 25. So jokes on all of us, I guess. But (laughs) I, (laughs) you know, things sometimes go in a different direction. And things are going to
2: happen how they're supposed to.
1: I agree. But I also think we both, I mean, we were raised in a very similar culture and homes. Like, there is like a pressure... That you're supposed to have certain things accomplished by a certain age. But then there's also science, and the fact that getting older does, like, you do have to take these things into consideration.
2: You know, what's like the biggest thing, I think, for me that makes me want to do it. Um, I think a little sooner uh, than maybe I'm like ready for is like I look at how amazing of grandparents, my mom and dad are mm-hmm. and how active they are with my niece and my nephew. And they still have this youth to them where they can run around and go to the trampoline park. And I just think like, man, I really want that for my kids. Like I want all of my kids to be able to have grandma and grandpa be big yeah. parts of their life because I didn't get that like oh, my grandma and grandparents. My grandparents passed away when I was pretty young, mm-hmm. so I never had that like strong like pull to my grandparents the mm-hmm. way I see Maverick have it with my mom, like yeah my mom is Maverick's favorite person on this planet, and I'm oh. like, that it seems so special to me
1: yeah that's that makes sense. I mean, I think that's very um.
2: Normal think to about think about. I think about their age more than I think about my age. Obviously, you know I mean? like <laughs> yeah, you're like I don't worry about myself. But people are getting pregnant at all ages now. Like I don't really like that doesn't scare me as much. Mm-hmm. But again, like I don't know what that journey's going to be like for me. So
1: right, well, like you said, I mean, everything happens in the time that it's supposed to happen. Exactly, and that's something you can rest your head easy on. That's right. um what's next career wise oh do you want to do a like a lot of people are like I loved Fletch what happened to Fletch and I mean everything manifesting (laughs) what
2: are we manifesting a clothing line well no Fletch was a huge success and unfortunately it was a situation with our business partners where that relationship was ended sour and there was some stuff going on that I didn't know about. And so that was like one of those things that was completely out of my control. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like a really hard thing to try and pick back up and do totally on my own. Um, but I mean, my, my, focus, you know, it's always been like the house stuff. Like I feel like since I was doing the remodeling stuff before I ever went on the show and like continuing with that, um, I'm working on a Home decor line, which has been like two years in the making, which is so fun for me. Is that your own? Is that your own? Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't tell
1: me anything. Yeah. You just told me you were coming I to shoot did. photos. No, you told me you I didn't know you were doing a whole thing on your own.
2: Well, it yeah, it's the, it's, <laughs> this is the first time I've talked about it. So here <laughs> well, we go. A now scrubbing in exclusive. Moms. A scrubbing in exclusive. You've heard it here first. Are you allowed to say the name of it yet? It's just, a. Uh, Jo- I mean, I don't, I don't even know if we, it's just JoJo Fletcher home and and it'll be sold in retail stores. So it's mostly retail focusing okay. on home goods, home goods, the store. Um, we're still working through all the stuff, but we just launched in Canada uh, what? at, at home sense. Yeah. So I, I'm supposed to do a story on my Instagram, <laughs> 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 but now that we're talking about it, you so will just, just, yeah.
1: We'll save this clip for you and then you can post it on your story And that. There you go. You
2: know, it's just it's something I've been working on for a while that I'm really excited about. Um, I think just having something of my own, like I I remember with Fletch, like I was so proud because I was so involved and invested in the creation of that line. And I saw just how much people loved it. So when that didn't continue i was so heartbroken about it Mm -hmm. so i just shifted my focus to like what's something that i love and do in my daily life that i can pour this energy into and obviously the home stuff was like a baby for me it's like something that i love to do so that is what i've been working on and then just manifesting keeping these shows going because i gotta tell you like one thing jordan and i really love doing together is just hosting, hosting together. Yeah. i love hosting i don't know why i just love it so much so y'all are so y'all are so na- it's okay here's the thing
1: good host make it look easy to host but just for all of you listening out there it is not easy to naturally host something and like you can tell when someone's not comfortable doing it like if you want to see an example i
2: I remember the first show i ever did it's like not a comfortable thing to do for the first time like i was so nervous yeah but you've always been natural at it
1: and then you and jordan are both so good together which really works out for both of you
2: you know y'all are just like barbie and ken y'all are good (laughs) it's just honestly it's something that we love doing together like when we film the big d um just all the shows we've done together, but it was just like, you know what? We're both really hard workers and we had thousands of lines and stuff that we had to know. And we would stay up all night, making sure we never had to resort back to our cards or t- to prompt. And it was just one of those things where like we were exhausted. We had been studying all these lines. And a lot of the times you don't get your scripts and stuff to like hours before, sometimes like mm-hmm. minutes before. But at the end of it, we were like, you know what? Like this is actually something that we really love doing together. We have so much fun doing it. And then I think just being a part of, like, production is really cool for us. Mm-hmm. Like, we like being on the other side of it and kind of seeing how it all goes down. And I don't know. It's just really cool. We really love it. So,
1: so truth, truthfully, this is what could happen. This is what we're putting out there. JoJo and Jordan <laughs> create, produce, direct their own show that they star in, flipping homes while they're wearing jojo's clothing line well, and using not- her home decor <laughs> let's just manifest it all <laughs> that was my that was me doing that for you thank you what's your, what's the decor like what is it like pillow what is it
2: so we're starting i mean with the last couple of years every, i mean we've talked about it just with like shipping logistics manufacturing material it has been like tough and that's why this has taken so long because we had a full line sheet of these products that ranged from like small tabletop accessories and decor to bigger, kind of bigger but smaller furniture for like side tables or ottomans mm-hmm. or benches, um, and just with how difficult everything has been the last couple of years, materials have been so difficult. So we're started starting to just like roll out as we come now. So right now we have a lot of like organizational pieces. We have amazing baskets. Like I'm a big basket mm-hmm. lover, so baskets pillows we have some art um and then a lot of cute just like tabletop decor Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're getting into other things like every week we have a meeting of designing and putting things up on our vision board and so it's just kind of a ongoing collaboration will you send me the line sheet so i can see the benches i need a bench
1: for the end of my bed i'm having a really hard time (laughs) I saw that. Well, you just come to like, all I need is for you to come and like, look at my space and be like, order this, this, and this
2: help I can me do that for you. I can do that for you. I know you have no free time, but like, I just, <laughs> I need help. Someone tried to hire me the other day to de- decorate their home. And I, and it's a friend of mine here. And I was like, I like, can't even uh, No, <laughs> I love you, but the answer is no.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Okay, what if I just say I need Oh, I can help you. I'm just kidding. This is a whole house she was asking. Okay, it. yeah. I just need a few things here and there. And a... your house looks great, but yes, let's do it. No, I'm I'm bored. I want to redo everything.
2: Let's do it, sis. Presented by twenty-one
1: seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of
0: friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail
1: ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like With a powerful clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year?
0: Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. Culture, style, and education together.
1: We have emails where we give the best advice we can give to people who need it. So, this first one is from Anonymous. And she said, or I don't know if it's a she, they say, Should I reach out to my childhood best friend, although she told me the week of my wedding, she wasn't coming? She was a bridesmaid. We haven't spoken for months. Some background. We have been best friends since we were 12. I am 32 now. Three years ago, my best friend lost her boyfriend unexpectedly to a heart disorder no one knew about. She was distraught as expected. I tried to be there for her as much as possible, but I was pregnant with my third and in my online master's program. Mind you, this was all happening while in the pandemic. She slowly started pushing me away. She didn't come to my gender reveal, my baby shower, and never met my baby girl. She is one and a half now. I tried to reach out so many times, but she always canceled our plans. She also didn't make it to my bachelorette party or bridesmaid dinner I hosted. Mm -hmm. She bought her dress and RSVP'd. About three months before my wedding, she moved into her sister's house to be closer to work. Soon after she moved, she told me her sister's husband was sick and immunocompromised. She never said anything about not attending my wedding until the week of. She said she didn't want to put him at risk and would not come at all, not even to the ceremony. Mind you, she had been in Vegas the week before. I could not handle it and told her this would really affect our friendship and that I was hurt. What should I do? Help, please.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I do I go first here? (laughs) The floor is yours. I don't really know because it seems like she's been trying. I think it's a she. I don't know. Does, is their name anonymous? It seems like anonymous has tried for a while to bridge that gap in their friendship. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, you know, there's only so much you can do, I think, mm-hmm. to to make things better. It definitely takes both people. But I also, on the other hand, do believe that she might be going through something that's obviously really uh, hurting her it's it's affecting her in a way so my advice would be if your heart is still pulling you to try and like mend this friendship and if you're asking should you do it again I'm the type of person that like if my heart's telling me to do something I'll do it but I also am a firm believer that like there's only so much you can do right Mm -hmm. so I don't know Bex what do you think
1: well I think grief is a really complicated thing and it's not the same for everybody and like losing someone who is a romantic partner. I mean, losing anyone that's close to you. Yeah. Is, it's You never know how you're going to act or what it's going to be like for you. And I think a lot of these things that she's missed have been celebrating really happy moments. And she mm-hmm. might not have the capacity to to be that like she might not have the capacity to bring to be happy or be happy for other people because she's grieving a huge loss. I don't think it makes it right that she's missed all these things, but I'm just saying like trying to understand like why she would miss these like monumental things of her best friend since childhood is the only thing I can say is that like grief can hit in unexpected ways and maybe she has anxiety about these big events and especially a wedding, I imagine that's probably really complicated to navigate her feelings. And sometimes um, I think sometimes grief makes people feel um, selfish, but not in a not in a way that's meant to be manipulative or evil or mean. It's just she might be like, I can't I don't think I can handle watching you get to experience something with that I'll never get to experience because my person's
2: gone. Maybe the conversation though, is like you said, it's like is allow, allow that to be her answer. Like give her the opportunity to say, Hey, like maybe this is what you're going through. I don't know. I just want you to know how much I love you and I care about you. And if this is something that you're going through, like know that you can talk to me about it because I miss you and I miss our friendship. And that's a good point. Yeah.
1: I think it's having a conversation and saying like, you know, this is really hard to hear that you're not going to be at this huge day. I know that it's probably really complicated for you and through your loss, but I love you. I want to be there for you. Like if you can let me. I agree. So yeah, I would just have a conversation and say how you feel and also let her know that you're there for her and you know that life has moved on and
2: it's hard. And maybe, like obviously, it's been a long time, and she hasn't obviously given anonymous like sort of that conversation that she's been needing. But I always say this, like just give grace when you can mm-hmm. because you never know obviously what that person's going through, and it probably has nothing to do with you.
1: yeah. So
2: give but grace, be patient, be there. If you that's can.
1: really hard. I'm really sorry for everybody involved. it sounds complicated. okay. This is from Bianca. I know in previous podcasts, Becca shared she was going to couples counseling. If she's willing to share, I want to get some more insights on what both what got both of you to the point of going. Like, when do you determine a relationship is worth fighting for to go to counseling? Some backstory. I've been with my boyfriend for four years, and we both come from backgrounds where counseling in general is not talked about enough. I started to attend individual counseling to better myself, and I think I'm at the point of exploring if couples counseling is our next solution to saving our relationship. We have problems with communicating and hearing each other out, and we are both very stubborn people and can't seem to come to a compromising argument. I know I've talked about this with you, JoJo, but Haley and I, from the moment we met, realized we are very different people. We <laughs> argue differently. We communicate differently. And um, it just got to a point where it felt the same, like... Are, are we ever going to get to a place where we can do this in a healthy and productive way? And she, I think actually Haley suggested like couples therapy. In my mind, I was like, that sounds like doomsday. Like that sounds like if we're going to couples therapy, that's the beginning of the end. And it has been the greatest thing to happen, not only to our relationship, but to every relationship I have, like with my friends, my family, everybody, because it's, helped me learn how to communicate, like my family, not my family, helped me to communicate my needs, how I'm feeling. And um, so I think that it can be such a beautiful thing. And also like sometimes maybe you go to couples therapy and you can't work it out. And that's just like, hey, we've done everything, you know, Mm -hmm. like that at least will give you a sense of feeling like you gave it your all. Um, But yeah, I think there's like a weird uh stigma around it. I had that stigma, so I say that from experience. Um, where it feels like, oh no, like we're going to couples counseling. That's not good. But it really has just helped us both, like as individuals and as a couple.
2: That's what I was gonna say. Cause like I've only done couples therapy once and it was in a with a former boyfriend, which was a horrible relationship. Like mm-hmm. this person was not who I was gonna be with. Like mm-hmm. that was doomsday. That should have been like However, um, you know, when you said that, like the communication thing, I think no matter what, whether you, I mean, argue, don't argue, have problems. Everyone is so different, right? Like you communicate differently. You feel things differently. And the one thing that you said, Becca, is like you guys go to couples therapy together, but you also do individual sessions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is something. And if you even talk to Jordan about this, just because like we also handle stress differently. So whether that means like he keeps it to himself or I keep mine to myself and whether or not we realize it, sometimes that can come out in relationships and it has nothing to do with you or with him or with y'all or with, I'm talking about in your relationship. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like talking to somebody about how you can better, A, handle your stress, but better handle conversations, communication. And I like the idea of couples therapy. I mean, in general, I don't think it has to be a last resort. Like I think, yeah, and I think Jordan and I have talked about this. Like we want to do that just because I think it's proactive. It's, mm-hmm. it's how you create, I think, a stronger relationship. We still haven't done that because we don't feel like there's this like, I feel like there's so much has been going on and there's not this sense of urgency like oh we're having trouble so we yeah. need to go to couple therapy but I hear how much it's helped you and Haley and I've used that as an example of like oh this would be really good because they give you different exercises and different things or different ways to look at things and how to process your own emotions so that you can be like the best version of yourself
1: yeah I was gonna say I even think it's like there's times where Haley and I are, were great and like we go to couples therapy and it's We don't really have anything to talk about, but we get to reestablish like what was something that you appreciated about each other this week Mm -hmm. and just like little check ins
2: that I love that
1: they're like small, but they add up and they make such a difference. So I say if he's willing to do it, sometimes that's the hard part. If both parties aren't willing to do it, um, you can't force somebody. But I think just letting him know that you want to kind of have the best relationship that y'all can have and have the. A healthy relationship, and um I fully support it. So,
2: and to be honest, like if that's something that Bianca wants to do, she wants to do yeah. having a partner that supports in that. Obviously, means that they want it just as badly. So, I think that that's you know, it's a good thing to bring it up and see how he responds.
1: Yeah, if he like breaks out, it's like, yeah, then I mean, absolutely like, absolutely not. Then, that's yeah. something might. to consider.
2: Yeah, might be a sign.
1: <laughs> um. I felt like we gave excellent advice. I don't know if we did anything helpful, but we gave it our all. I really feel like that. So. I was
2: trying to like, follow, I'm more of a visual reader. Like, I have to read things to fully oh. understand the <laughs> situation. So, I hope I didn't miss anything, but just be you.
1: Be <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, and that is that. The, <laughs> that's the final advice just be you. Be, you. be happy. <laughs> oh wait have you have you been tempted or has anyone tried to convince you to download the app be real have you heard of this what is that okay so it's just another app where basically you get a notification and it's like like you have to take a picture of whatever you're doing okay but it takes a photo of what you're looking at and then it also snaps a photo of your face which i did not know the first time so that was a shocker
2: what if you're on the toilet
1: you you send it. I personally don't get I don't get it. It stresses me out. I get the notification and it like gives me anxiety. So like I don't find it like enjoyable for me personally, but it just made me laugh when you said be you. I was going to say be real.
2: Yeah, we could just eliminate that from the advice. <laughs> I think you did give great advice uh, up until that point. So <laughs>
1: I think that's great advice. I, my new motto is if I'm if I want to do something I'm not going to not do it because I'm worried about what other people are going to think.
2: That's great advice. And it's also something that's hard to do. So it's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. For us, especially. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're not, we're not good at that. Um, Okay. I love you so much.
2: Thanks for scrubbing in. I just loved scrubbing in with you and I love (laughs) you and I love everyone listening and hopefully I'll be back on a later date. That's right. We'll see you
1: soon, everybody. Um, We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.
2: Bye. WHAT?!